You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Athletic. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Here's Rafa Silva. Only Nunez really to aim at for him. There's the attempt to find him. Canati missed it. Nunez 2-1. So Liverpool completing summer business early doors and the impending arrival of Darwin Nunez is another example of some savvy recruitment by the Reds. Can he fill the hole which will be left when Sadio Mane leaves? And what other movement can we expect in this Liverpool squad this summer? I'm Steve Hobbersall. This is The Red Agenda with The Athletic's Kiva O'Neill and Rafa Honigstein. And we've got to start with Darwin Nunes. Kiva, Liverpool about to smash their club record fee for him. The deal could, what, total over £80 million. And it's pretty exciting for all supporters. So exciting. It feels almost like Luis Diaz where it just takes over, doesn't it? And and quite quickly and that sort of happened. I've been on holiday but unable to ignore it, you know, getting messages and notifications and just seeing it, you know, all going going on on social media. So yeah, exciting I think to get the business done early and obviously to, to break a you know, a, a transfer record for any player is pretty exciting and when you you know that the last player Liverpool did that for was Virgil van Dijk and the impact he had on the squad then, you know, kind of shows the belief that they have in, in Darwin Nunes and what he what he can do for Liverpool so it's, you know, it kind of feels like they're already filling a gap for obviously Sadio Mane will leave but also maybe just it feels like you have to use the word evolution obviously when talking about him but it does maybe point to the evolution Liverpool might have in the seasons to come you know he is 22 I think he's 23 this month so obviously six year contract would you know get the best years really of him at Liverpool if you consider you know Mane and Salah are now 30 so that's sort of the idea such a long contract as well but you know he's such a young player but can play obviously through the middle out wide and I feel like they're trying to he feels like a, a sort of classic Jürgen Klopp sign and that Jürgen hasn't always made but it kind of makes loads of sense because you know he's a player who can fill in a lot of different positions and Jürgen has spoke right from the beginning at well at Liverpool and other clubs about you know that positional awareness of players and players who you know aren't, don't really play positions they just sort of play on the pitch and and that's I think exactly what he's going forward with uh, Darwin. Rafa how big a statement is this to get it over the line so quickly, is he's a player that you know well. It's a statement which speaks to Liverpool's efficiency and and professionalism in the transfer market. I think the excitement stems from the fact that they rarely get players wrong. I don't think many people, many Liverpool players, would have seen much of David Nunes. I saw him in the Champions League. I must saw. I must say, he looked at times a little bit raw. But having seen all these signings in recent years and what what Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp have made out of them it's very hard to even be doubtful because every single player, despite some of the misgivings, has has turned good. I mean, I remember talking about Roberto Firmino thinking 40 million euros at the time. Wow, that's a lot of money for somebody who's a little bit inconsistent. And 
it just shows you, you know, how, how differently we think about that. The same would be Diego Jota, who I think many people thought, okay, good squad player, but what he's really done at Wolves, you know, scores the odd goals, but you can see how transformative the the impact of, of a of a good system is, of a good coaches, and of course being surrounded by all these players then makes players better as well in the functioning system. So I think Liverpool's track record in recent years gives supporters every reason to be very, very optimistic, even if they haven't seen that much of Nunes yet. You would presume, Kiva, that this is a deal that's been in the pipeline quite a while. As Rafa said, we've seen him in the Champions League. There's been a, a lot of time to to assess him. And Liverpool's scouting department don't spend this money lightly. No, they, they definitely don't. And I think, you know, those those clips of Jürgen Klopp speaking about him after the the game against Benfica and, you know, saying, oh, he's a, a good-looking boy and then goes on to say, you know, what a, <laughs> an exciting player he is. And it almost felt like a great opportunity for Liverpool to scout him, you know, exactly as, you know, they can on the field and, you know, watch him. Because obviously Jürgen Klopp can't fly out um you know, to, to these games and watch players first hand because it would, you know, like any manager. So that's why they have scouts. So, you know, they're the, the people that can do, you know, that kind of uh, quiet work that goes on behind the scenes. The players that Liverpool will sign in three years that they're looking at now, you know, that kind of thing. And obviously we know how long they tracked Luis Diaz for. It's probably similar with Darwin Nunes. I mean, it feels like a lot of clubs have been tracking him. Obviously, Manchester United have been mentioned, Chelsea, PSG. Lots of, you know, the top clubs have all been sort of named elite European clubs and, and Liverpool look like quite easily they've, you know, beaten them all to, to the signing of them. So I think that bodes well. And yeah, seeing him at Anfield, I did think, like like Rafa mentioned there, you know, it, it feels like he was a bit bit raw but on another night he could have knocked Liverpool out of the Champions League you know there was a couple of offside goals I think wasn't there obviously scores as well and I think you know fans as well just get to look at him at that night and probably a lot of them were convinced by him then but I think a lot of work still to do for him in terms of probably you know that pressing motion that Liverpool do so well and if he's going to be you know sometimes playing in that number nine sort of channel and then obviously out, out wide as well he's got to press like a madman, as we know, to play in this Liverpool team. And I think that'll come. His height is, I think, really exciting just because, you know, Liverpool don't tend to have six foot two strikers anymore. And, and that, I think, is, is quite encouraging just to feel like you know, it feels like this new thing to challenge. And obviously, with you can't go on about Darwin Nunes and not mention about Manchester City signing Erling Haaland, which felt like a bit of a, a game over transfer maybe for the, the title next season. But Liverpool have done you know, the business now, which suggests that they're, they're right back in, you know, a title race, which hasn't even begun yet. And I think that's why, you know, fans are feeling so good because Liverpool have acted so swiftly. And, you know, this has probably been, you know, in their ideas and pipeline for a while anyway, but it just feels like to get it done at the beginning of the summer and, you know, to get him, get him into pre-season once that kicks off later in the summer and, you know, get him embedded in that squad and, and you'd imagine he would go into the squad like Luis Diaz has, but Luis Diaz feels like one of these one-off characters who just looked like he'd played for Liverpool forever. Hopefully that'll be the same for Darwin Nunes, but if it's not, you know, we know the players have took the time to get integrated into Jurgen Klopp's teams in the past, over the past few seasons anyway. And if he's one of them, then I think you have to be patient, don't you? But, I mean, just watching his goal highlights, it's definitely an exciting one. Yeah, he's young, isn't he? So 22 years old, and you know, you mentioned his height. He's a, he's a tall lad, but he's fast, 
and Rafa physical as well. There's a lot of attributes there. And we know that Jurgen likes players who are adaptable in his side. Yeah, he does because he wants them to work hard and work hard also means uh, being able to learn, being able to grow, being able to improve, to listen, to be influenced in a positive way by your teammates. Um, I think that is that is another characteristic of this Liverpool team. You feel that, uh, like every club side, but perhaps even more so this one, they are much bigger than the sum of their parts. You would take one or two out and maybe this is something we'll see in the future again with players leaving this Liverpool team and they probably won't have the same impact without the players around them doing exactly the same thing everyone being on the same page that synchronicity that is the key to modern um, football and uh, an ability to attack collectively that that comes with with a shirt in these days and Nunes will have to play that way Uh, I'm sure that Jurgen Klopp would have spent many hours talking to him beforehand making sure that he has exactly the right mindset. That is another thing that Liverpool do really well. The due diligence, not just on the skill set, not just on the background, but also on the players' mentality, making sure that they fit in and there's no people who feel for whatever reason they don't want to buy into that system, that they're so good or so different that they don't quite have to work as hard. And it's brilliant because I think... As a neutral, and I would count myself in that, even though I'm I'm supportive of Jurgen Klopp for for perhaps obvious reasons, it is hard not to be impressed with Liverpool strengthening from a position of strength. You know, you see big teams ebb and flow with replacements coming in, with big players leaving, but to see everything at the same time, the replacements arriving when the incumbents are still there and still in their prime, that is, I think, very impressive. I mean, as of this moment, Liverpool have six world-class forwards for three positions. You might argue about one or two players in other clubs who might individually still perhaps be better. But to look at that front line of six players at the moment and not think that this is just an incredible uh, array of talent um, is, is impossible. So I think that just shows you how, how well Liverpool are handling this transition even before this transition has actually really happened. And on that, and Kiva, you, you started by talking about the evolution of the team. But of course, when Liverpool signed Alisson and, and Van Dijk, it felt like something was being built. Now spending, what, 80 plus million pounds when you're nearer the top of the, the pile feels like a very different thing with the signing of Darwin Nunes. Yeah, because it feels like forward thinking, like Rafa sort of mentioned there, you know, building for the future, but also like building for now and just adding to this already brilliant squad. You know, we spoke so much last season about how, you know, this Liverpool team are better than the the Liverpool team that won the league, that won the Champions League. And obviously they weren't able to do that last season now. But I think it's sort of, you look back in the season and as well, and you look at Jurgen Klopp, you know, obviously committing his future to Liverpool and then signings like this now, kind of are adding to like a new future under Jurgen Klopp and one that you know I think encourages fans because it's bringing in players like Diaz as we've mentioned Nunes who you know are young players but players that can fit right into the squad straight away because you know it took Klopp a few seasons to get this Liverpool team where he wanted them to be and they're in such a great position now like as I mentioned that this is the best Liverpool team we've probably ever seen last season you know to to play all those games and get to those finals and to take the title race to the last day was just remarkable incredible you know we spoke so much about it 
but for this team now to be adding you know new pieces to the to the puzzle almost that going into the new season I think is incredible especially when you think you know Liverpool might be about to you know lose Sadio Mane who's a club legend one of the best to play for Liverpool yet the you know potentially replacing him with a player who could be even better and I think that's so exciting that that is able to happen because you know Liverpool of the past you lost you know the Torres and Suarez and players like that and were unable to to recover from that and unable to you know sign players of that ilk again you know they felt like one-offs where Liverpool are signing those one-off players for every single position they've got a team of you know legends for Liverpool but also you know exciting young players world-class players and I think that is just you know that evolution from when Jurgen Klopp's come in and, and been able to do that is amazing and I think you know that's the most exciting thing about this Liverpool team is that they can be even better next season. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's sort of testament to the brilliance of the squad that I'm I'm not sure we've fully digested that the loss of Sadio Mane, Rafa. Kiva described him as a club legend, absolutely so. Obviously, pre the Champions League final, he said, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do after it. After it, the news comes out that he wants a new challenge. What, what's your understanding of, of why it's important to Sadio Mane to move on at this time? Well, I think we'll find out a little bit more when that um, transfer goes through, but... There are probably a number of reasons as there always are. One is, I think, that Sadio Mane feels, for whatever reason, that perhaps he's been a little bit overshadowed unfairly in the conversation about uh, Mohamed Salah and, and Liverpool's attention to Salah's contract renewal. I think they've sort of told Sadio that, you know, we have to sort out the deal with um, with Mo first and uh, we'll talk to you soon and perhaps that triggered something where he felt, you know, I'm being a little bit undervalued. I don't think it's a big deal as such. I don't think this is a player leaving in a half or or feeling let down or or being upset. But just that little sense of perhaps people don't quite appreciate me as much as as they should have done, uh, which which you get at players at uh, this level quite easily for reasons that perhaps are more perceived than, than real. Plus a, a very strong offer from Bayern, um, both in financial terms and in terms of um, his importance. I think Bayern have been playing on this idea that you know he's going to be one of the key players for them. He's going to lead the line, uh, probably in a replacement of Lewandowski, even though this is not 100% sure yet. But I think in, in all likelihood, he's going to be leading the line for Bayern in place of Lewandowski. 
next season and a strong pitch and don't forget he has a German agent so there's a there's a natural link with um, with with Germany so a combination of reasons none of which I think reflect badly on on either him or Liverpool I think it's one of those situations where a relationship has has run its course I don't think any party should feel aggrieved or feel that um, they behaved wrongly as I said if it's true that uh, Sadio feels that perhaps he's been a little bit unappreciated. Then this should be taken in context of professional footballers always thinking that, you know, I'm the best player. I should be uh, seen as such. I be, should be perhaps paid as such. Some are more vocal in that. Some are a bit more introvert and only talk about it later. But there is always that feeling of, you know, I want to be, I want to be the main player. That that would, that's what makes these players so good in the first place. That confidence and that natural sort of sense of. I'm the number one and uh, perhaps there's a point now after all these successful years where Sadio feels that he needs to do that somewhere else Bayern are getting an absolute gem aren't they Kiva I mean there's so many moments and memories that we've got with Sadio yeah and you you have to just go back to his goal against uh, Bayern Munich which I think was one of my my favourite Sadio Mane moments that was like Liverpool are going to win the Champions League kind of moment obviously you know, there've been so many more moments from him as well. Just been a joy to watch, and I feel like you know fans aren't obviously because you know I think Bayern have had maybe a second bid sort of rejected, but they'll probably come back with another. And it it just kind of feels at the moment like the breakup isn't quite you know it hasn't quite happened yet, so we can't kind of you know start thinking into it too much. But yeah, I think it's it's going to be quite sad not to see. Mane in a, in a Liverpool shirt again, you know, if it does happen and he, he does leave. I mean, if he doesn't, some remarkable thing happens and he doesn't and he does stay, then imagine you know, the options Liverpool have next season would just be mind-blowing, really. But yeah, I think it's so sad, you know, to think that he, he'll never play for Liverpool again if, if that happens because he has just been just wonderful. You know, you think that, that first season, the first goal, you know, when he's on Klopp's back after it against Arsenal and from there you just know wow what a special player because you'd seen bits of him obviously at Southampton and you know the quickest hat-trick ever and, and that kind of thing and you know he'd been on on your radar a little bit as a you know just a watching football fan but then he comes to Liverpool and just you know, takes it by storm especially when you you consider the amount of goals he scored for Liverpool in in the past few seasons alongside Salah and Firmino they made you know one of the best ever front threes they'll be and you know this season he, he adapted himself a bit more he you know played down the middle a little bit more when Luis Diaz come in and you know he showed that hunger to, to play wherever and to fight the fight for Liverpool which he always did you know he, he was one of those players that you could always depend on he just came up with so many magical moments and just yeah I always just loved his enthusiasm to, to play football to watch him was a joy because he had so much joy playing and he will you know go on to, to have that joy and that'll be I think difficult to watch him he'd be one of those players where you know you watch and you think oh, imagine him playing for Liverpool still because I think he's going to go on and, you know, be incredible, you know, into his 30s because, you know, we know now the players have the diet, they have the the right mentalities and attitudes and he's definitely one of them. A world-class player who probably didn't always get his flowers but definitely deserves to, to get them because, you know, he won AFCON earlier this season and went on to have that, you know, second half of the season, which I think will Liverpool fans will remember forever. Rafa, we talked an awful lot last season about who who are Liverpool's best front three, and you know when we were getting to the finals, who which three are going to play? Now, now Nunes is in the equation as well. 
Um, it throws up lots of questions and you, you sort of think, what's it mean for Diogo Jota? I know there's going to be lots of games and lots of opportunities, but that same conversation is going to exist, isn't it? Who are Liverpool's best three? I don't think Liverpool or Klopp should think in those terms and I don't think they will. I think they'll see it as as a real slog next season. The amount of games that you'll have to play just before the World Cup is just crazy. Yes, there's, there's a few League Cup games missing, but Liverpool will play every three days from August till well, at least November and then of course onwards with Champions League and, and games coming thick and fast and you will need that depth. So Klopp will do what he did this season already, look very carefully, who looks sharp, who looks fit in training. One day it'll be Luis Diaz, one day it'll be Jota, one day it'll be, you know, more Salah perhaps playing a slightly more peripheral role if he needs more time. He he at times looked tired. Um, Sadio Mane at times looked tired. How could they not look tired after the AFCON and after the amount of games? So to, to rest them from time to time was absolutely necessary and we saw the importance of even more fringe players like uh, Minamino and, and Rigi when he was fit because you need that rotation. So I don't think that is going to be an issue. If you know you play in, in in a different league with fewer games or in a different season, then you might say, oh, hold on a second, you know, this creates problems. I have too many automatic starters. How am I going to fit that? But A, that's not the case. And B, again, you can rely on, on Jürgen. And I think this pull he has on the team and the total control he has of all sporting matters in the club to manage that really well if you know there's a perceived weakness of the manager if players feel that they are bigger than the team bigger than the club then this sort of setup with five maybe six fantastic automatic starters is going to create huge problems but you just don't see it happening at Liverpool a because of the character of the players and b because Klopp will just very calmly say, you know, one day it's you, Tuesday it's you, don't worry, you know, we have a Champions League game coming up in two days' time, your chance will come. And it's going to be an easy sell for the players because they will be very, very tired. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What a time to take the reins in terms of, uh, of Julian Ward taking over from Michael Edwards. It's been a transition over a period of time, Kiva. Um, Ward, for example, was involved in, you know, in the recent signing back in January. Um, so, <laughs> fantastic for him. And also on the horizon, we see Calvin Ramsey now, Carvalho entering the club. Do you expect any more business, do you think? I think they're the, the main ones, aren't they? You know, to Ramsey, you'd imagine, you know, if he is to sign for Liverpool, he'd be the one that, that comes next. And then, I mean... I think it'll be the focus will be on sales then, you know, of getting players, moving players on, the likes of Nico Williams, who's probably keen on after a, a great half season with Fulham and, you know, he's playing for Wales, will play at the World Cup for Wales, you know, players like that will want to move on and, and get minutes, you'd imagine. Nat Phillips will likely want to do the same and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is created, I guess, is sort of at a bit of a crossroads, obviously played quite a lot of minutes last season, sort of under the radar, no one kind of noticed how many minutes he did he did pick up, but he's a player who 
probably for his you know his own career needs to maybe move on to another club. There's I think you know players like Takumi Minamino, who Rafa mentioned, played a, a massive part last season. Again, kind of under the radar, his goals were important, especially in obviously the FA Cup, the League Cup. Uh, I think Liverpool will do what Liverpool have always done under FSG, and that's you know. Uh, make money to to sign players like Darwin Nunes, and if there's a player to come, you know, later in the summer, then I think that will be, you know, very much on how much they make in sales, and and that'll be probably the uh, Liverpool's prerogative, I think, after getting Nunes in. And obviously, we talk about marquee signings all summer, but you know, Nunes definitely would be one of those. And I think you you then just see how the summer goes. But Liverpool under Klopp like to get that business done early we know that it's so rare for them to to leave it late it's rare for them to you know make January signings like they did Luis Diaz just out of the blue I felt um, you know they like to get Canate in how early was it that you know David Ornstein broke that story that Liverpool were going to sign Ibrahim or Canate so Liverpool do like to know the personnel that they're going to be working with Klopp know, likes to know that and likes to get that pre-season underway with you know as many players as he can and obviously it's just going to be you know internationals are still happening now it's been a hectic season for Liverpool and you know plenty of players still playing football and obviously with the World Cup on the horizon as well it's that pre-season will be so important in terms of just you know, getting players where they need to be, but you know, setting them up and preparing them for one hell of a season coming up because you know we've we've never done this before where a World Cup's just you know smack bang in the middle of a season and it's you know it's going to be interesting to see how players cope and injuries and that kind of thing. So you know, I think it's Liverpool do like to get get players in early, and I think it'll be be interesting to see if they they go out for anyone else. Rafi, are you worried about the burnout effect of this this World Cup? So what, from mid-November to, to Boxing Day, the players leave their clubs. The intensity of this season is like nothing they'll, they'll have ever seen. Yeah, how can you not be worried? I think there might even be a sort of a pre-burnout whereby, you know, in the weeks before the World Cup, one or two players will feel, you know, I have to be careful here. I don't want to miss the, miss the World Cup. So there, there might be that, like, that intensity might be dropping even before the World Cup has even started. And then if they come back, let's imagine that you win a World Cup. I mean, the Premier League, one way or the other, will be hugely Im- impacted because the majority of these players coming back with the winning World Cup will be very likely to be playing in the Premier League. Just imagine players coming back in December, having won the World Cup, and then thinking, OK, now we've got a Boxing Day game against uh, Brentford or Fulham, no disrespect. It's going to be really, really difficult really difficult for them to physically and mentally keep that intensity uh, throughout the season so again I think it's another reason why you need to be as deep as possible we talked about in the past about clubs trying to have deep squads to deal with the effects of COVID we don't know if COVID is is already history we don't know if that might not come back either for this winter for autumn so put all that together and you're looking I think for at a really challenging challenging season and clubs who have huge depth who have variety who have a system that works that can carry individuals even if one or two individuals on the given day might not might not work rather than clubs relying on particular players on particular individuals to help them they are ready to benefit which is why I think once again Liverpool and City because of the way that they're structured because of the, the system that they play because of the depth that they have will be impossible to catch for anyone else. 
Right, let's just finish the uh, the red agenda with a word on Mo Salah picking up the, the PFA Player of the Year, Kiva. Um, I think personal awards are important to himself, aren't they? And, you know, if, if he's happy, that's all the better for Liverpool. An award voted for by his peers. Uh, maybe hard to argue against it. Terrific season. First half of the season was, was out of this world. And I'm sure, personally, he's got an eye on the Ballon d'Or as well. An award system, he finished, what, seventh in last year? Yeah, I think for Mo Salah, he's one of those players that absolutely loves personal awards. You know, he could be in a team that's not not winning trophies, and he will be unhappy with that. But I think if personal awards are coming, he you know that that fuels his fire, doesn't it? He he loves to to win trophies, and obviously that you know the PFA one's absolutely massive, isn't it? It feels like a trophy uh, that you've won. Um, you know, probably taller than the European Cup is a. Um, that one's special to the players because it's voted for by other players and you know we know he's won fans awards for for last season and they're important as well you know for for fans to vote on that but for you know the your colleagues and you know your rivals as well to vote for you and i think that'll be important to him to know that he's you know being being recognized in that way his season probably did peter out a little bit i think you know rafa mentioned that about you know the the energy of Mane and and Salah dropping off a little bit, which was, I guess, to be expected because they, you know, played a, a tournament, you know, in between lots of Liverpool tournaments, you know, for, for the nations. And I think if Salah had have won the European Cup, I think we'd definitely be, you know, he'd, you know we'd be talking about him a lot, about winning the Ballon d'Or. But I think Karim Benzema might have that sort of wrapped up. You don't know how the season starts because obviously it's a bit later in the in the year that the, the golden balls dished out, isn't it? So I guess we'll have to see. But just a phenomenal season. I think I'd, I'd wrote that, you know, he was the player of the season for Liverpool on the Athletic and, I'd, you know, put it, it was two weeks that it was kind of defined by and the goals against Manchester City. And then obviously he goes and just repeats the exact same goal almost against uh, Watford. And I think that kind of summed up his season because... Right then, in those couple of weeks, he was the best player in the world, and no one could take that away from him. And you know, he definitely is top three players in the world, and you know, the best player in the world on his day. I've said, you know, the final few weeks of the season, and he, you know, is whatever happens with his contract as is last year will be at Liverpool. I think that's that's massive. You know, maybe it will be a sort of last dance, and you know, if Liverpool are to win the Premier League next season, whatever else, you know, I think Salah will be massively important to that and he's a player who's obviously not going to the World Cup as well so he'll have you know rest when when other players don't which could you know be helpful to him and to Liverpool Rafa Kiva superb thank you very much indeed don't forget if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic you can read all of the articles on Liverpool everything on the site if you head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod there's a special price right now a pound a month for six months that's at theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Thanks for listening to the Red Agenda. We'll see you next time.